Join us today on Family Shield as I visit with Vicar Chris Hill. His teenage mother became pregnant with him. She could have released him for adoption, but instead, because she already loved him, even in the womb, she raised him to know and love Jesus. His mother continued to live out her faith and attended church with her parents. She didn't marry his father when she became pregnant, but his father stayed involved in his son's life. Six years later, Chris's mom and dad got married. Praise the Lord. Today, Chris is married and a student at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri, studying to become a pastor in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. He is currently serving as a vicar at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Today, we'll learn more about his story and his plans for the future. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Vicar Chris. Thanks for being my guest today on Family Shield. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you. So tell our listeners about you and your family. So uh, anytime I talk about my family, uh, it comes out pretty quickly that we're a pretty unique family. (laughs) Um, Obviously, given the introduction there, uh, my parents had me when they were quite young. um, And with that comes a nice sprawling uh, range. I have five younger siblings, uh, so it's not just me. Uh, so we go from 28, uh, which is how old I am, all the way down to eight. Um, oh, so wow. it's a pretty wide range, which makes for a lot of fun. Oh, so anytime yeah. we visit, uh, it's always a very good time. But we definitely, uh, we always wonder what people think when they see us out in public. <laughs> and seeing that my parents aren't, you know, that much older than me, uh, 17, <laughs> 18 years old. Uh-huh. And, and my mom especially looks very young. So we get the, oh, are you siblings? We, oh, we get that wow. every now and then. Yeah. Um, so unique is a pretty good word to, to describe that. Uh, and then from there, obviously, uh, you mentioned I have my wife, uh, my lovely wife, Christy, uh, and she is um, a nurse practitioner here in the St. Louis area. So um, she's she's wonderful. I uh, can't say enough good things about her, um, but that's kind of a, a nutshell. Um, her family mostly lives in St. Louis, has a brother that, in Kansas City, um, and I still have my grandparents here in St. Louis. I know your grandma, yes. or your grandpa too. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're wonderful. Uh, they're still here. And then my parents and my five siblings live in Florida. Oh, so. wonderful! Very good. Well, I mentioned in the introduction that your mom was a teenage uh, mom mm-hmm. and had you when she was a teenager. How old was she when you were born? Um, I think uh, they uh, she became pregnant at seventeen, and they were eighteen uh, when they had me. I think that's right. I'm not a math person. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's close enough. Um, But yeah, very young uh, in uh, compared to most pregnancies. Right, right. And I guess and and now I don't know how much you know about that because you were in the womb or a baby Uh at the beginning. But what are your earliest memories of uh, of your mom? Do you even have memories before they were married when you were six? Um, Yeah, I, I was. Five or six when they got married. Before that, um, I just remember them always being there, which was kind of uh, that just seemed normal. Mm-hmm. Um, they they uh, I think at one point my mom and I were living with my grandparents um, for the first few years of my life. Okay. I don't remember that. Um, you don't remember. But as yeah. early as I can remember, um, I always had both my parents there, uh-huh. uh, which was a. a I pretty... thought I wondered about that because uh, your grandma said he stayed actively involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I even, my grandma told me one time that he was there, 
I don't know if it was every night, but it seemed oh, like really? every night to, um, you know, tuck Spend me time, in and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Nice. Um, so those, those precede my memories. But um, from there, that's what I kind of remember, just, just being a big uh, family, even before they were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of spread, you know, grandparents were there too. But I just remember doing things together mm. as early as I can go back. That's, that's nice. I, I was thinking today, I used to work at a, a Volkerding Village maternity home years ago. And all of the women I worked with for a time, I was the spiritual life director and, and helped the pregnant women uh, come to know Christ, really, most of the time, or at least be involved in the Bible study. But the difference between your mom and every girl I worked with at Volkerding was they had been kicked out of their homes, <laughs> no matter if it was a mom, a dad, a, uh, a grandma or a grandpa, or even a, a, a significant other. They had no place to go and no help without that home. But your mom had the support of your grandparents, and what a blessing that yeah, is. Um, that, that, that's definitely probably um, a little unusual, and I, I let out a chuckle there because when you said kicked out, I immediately think of the story of when my parents uh, told my mother's parents, my grandparents, that they were pregnant. And as the story goes, my grandpa got a little visibly upset with that and, and had to leave the room. So I, I kind of think about that. Um, but in that that frustration and, and I'm sure disappointment that came uh, with finding out that their daughter's, you know, 17 and pregnant. Uh, as you mentioned, they didn't um, abandon her. Yeah, uh, they know. kept her in the family, in the fold, and saw it really as an opportunity to to witness their Christian mm-hmm. faith um, through a very difficult situation. Yeah. Um, so it's um, obviously they're blessed to, my parents blessed to have the support of the family around them at the time. But unfortunately, that that's probably an outlier in the situations. Yeah, it is unusual, and it is what should happen in all homes, but especially Christian homes. Mm -hmm. We don't abandon our children because uh, they get pregnant or they get on drugs or whatever the issue is. We keep loving them. And sure, your your grandpa got upset. <laughs> I can just imagine uh, many people, you know, that at the beginning of that, you would you would be upset. But uh, but you you keep loving them. Yeah, and I, I it kind of brings to mind. Um, I grew up playing sports, and one of the big things when I was playing hockey was. Uh, I had one coach in particular, anytime you messed up, you did something really bad, you know, maybe led to a problem. He always said, it's not about the mistake. It's about what you do next. Um, And and that kind of ties into what we're talking about because, I mean, yes, something has happened that, um, you know, could have been avoided, uh, maybe isn't according to our plan. um, But in something that unfolds that's unfortunate, it's about what you do with that situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. And, and and as we talk about the gospel, you know, that is that we do sin, all of us. Mm-hmm. We can't get away from it. And Christ suffered and died for every sin I ever committed, you ever committed, your mom, your dad. And that is what we need to proclaim. We need to talk about the sin, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, but we need to give people the good news that they are forgiven when they believe in Jesus. What good news that is. And yet, a lot of times, all Christians want to talk about is the law, the law, the law. And we need it. We need to know we're sinners. We do need to know we're sinners. Um, 
but we also need to hear that good news about Christ. And, and, and again, you know that because you're going to become a Lutheran pastor. Isn't that <laughs> exciting? Yeah. Yes. And, and um, you know, I've helped with uh, a few funerals here in my vicarage internship. And our pastor likes to say, you know, death is a visible reminder of sin uh, and its consequences. I um, and I kind of think, you know, a pregnancy comes with a visible, <laughs> uh, something you can see of, uh, of a sin when it comes to a pregnancy outside of wedlock, um, premarital, mm-hmm. premarital sex. We can see that something has happened outside of God's law. Um, but like you said, it's what do you do with it now? Um, you know, we find that forgiveness uh, that is found only in Christ, and we move forward. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not fair to take, you know, one action out on um, a baby in the womb or something like that to try to, to get rid of or cover up one sin. But we live in the forgiveness of Christ. We, we acknowledge those sins and then find a path to move forward in that forgiveness. You bet. You bet. You mentioned the church, and I know your grandma told me that your mom, of course, kept going to church, and it happened to be Concordia Lutheran Church, which is also my church. At least I believe that's where they mm-hmm. still went. And that your your mom, you know, met with the youth, and and that visible, what you talked about, the visible sign of there's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and that's so important that uh, that people that are pregnant are that have done something wrong and. They keep going to church, and they keep being loved by the members, but also loving others. That your mom went and talked, I think, to the youth. I don't know if you know that. And that I've was a story that, yeah. from Grandma, so I just don't know exactly. But but I, I think that's wonderful. And, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I can't imagine how difficult uh, that had to be um, for my mom, uh, for my grandparents, when they come with their daughter, who is now, you know, showing uh, a pregnancy, um, that has to be uncomfortable. Yeah. They might have even endured, you know, the, the glances and the looks that come out uh, from sinful people, even in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be there uh, says a lot about uh, where they're placing their trust mm-hmm. and their hope, um, that forgiveness that we talked about, uh, because that that's not a normal thing that a teenager is typically right. going to go through. Um, so to have the, the, the strength to do that, um, obviously through the power of the Holy Spirit right. and, and the community around her to kind of uh, embrace uh, what she was going through mm-hmm. and working with her through that, um, I can only imagine what that was like, but uh, it, it says a lot to where our family is now today. Yes, absolutely. You lived your faith, every one of you, uh, your, your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, and your dad, and uh, even today, obviously, they they raised you to know and love Jesus. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and uh, so um, I want to just uh, talk a little bit more about this, but I also want to, you talked a little bit about your wife, and I want to uh, spend a little bit of time learning how and why you decided to become a, a pastor. You're in the process of that. For our listeners, Concordia Seminary is here in the St. Louis area, 
and it's a four, usually a four-year program. You're in your third year. You're a vicar. Correct. For some of our listeners, they don't know what a vicar is because different denominations have different terms. Tell our listeners what a vicar is and does. Sure. So a vicar um, is, you know, a funny way I've heard it described as kind of a student preacher because <laughs> you you get to take on uh, some of the, the tasks of a pastor, um, but you're placed in an internship uh, under the supervision of, of a pastor, um, and you kind of get to take on the roles, uh, teach Bible studies, get to preach, do that kind of thing. Um, so it's kind of a, a year where you get to go out and now apply um, some of the things that you have learned in the classroom. Uh, so that's our third year of the four-year uh, track at Concordia Seminary. And then after this year, I get to go back, go back. for one more year classes and um, tie up all those loose ends and figure out what I can work on better. Um, but basically, you're kind of a... Um, uh, you're a pastor in training. That's a good way a, to say it, a pastor in training, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like you've had, you're having a good year at Holy Cross. And, oh, absolutely. In yeah, Collinsville, yeah. which is right across the river from uh, the St. Louis area. Sure. Uh, and then um, kind of circling back to your, you know, why did I become a pastor? Mm-hmm. Um, it was completely my wife's fault. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> she won't like that. Um, no, it, it was, uh, I went to school to become a teacher, actually. Um, I was a high school teacher for three years. Uh, my wife and I were living in Georgia. And, um, you know, there were days where I certainly enjoyed the teaching experience, um, but I always felt like I could be doing something uh, a little different um, to use the, the skills that God has given me. Um, we got pretty close with, a, with a, a couple friends that were living in Georgia near us, and he was a pastor. So, of course, he kind of encouraged me, oh, have you ever thought about going to the seminary? And that played into kind of a long string of things, um, but that that feeling never really went away. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of uh, wouldn't, wouldn't let that idea slip, and so um, my wife kind of encouraged me a little Good bit. Um, she noticed that uh, something was a little off. Um, and so she encouraged me to kind of go this direction. And through, through a, a few tears and serious conversations, we decided it would be a good time to, to go ahead and pursue that. That is wonderful. I'm going to make a few announcements, and then I'll, we'll come back and continue talking to, to Vicar Chris Hill. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States, and we also produce a weekly podcast. Recently, we produced a new Family Shield bookmark. We'd love to send one to you. If you'd like to receive one, send us your address and send it to witness2family at gmail.com. We're also giving away a devotional booklet, Not Alone. Uh, They're written by Linda Bartlett, and they're for single mothers. Not Alone makes an appropriate and helpful gift for caring pregnancy centers or congregations to give to single moms. It's produced by Lutherans for Life. And you can connect with Lutherans for Life at www.lutheransforlife.org. To receive a complimentary copy of the devotional, call the Family Shield Response Center, one 877 If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call them 
1-800-847-4836, and one of their employees will help you. All Thrivent Gifts support our radio and podcast ministry. Your prayers and support allow Family Shield to continue the radio and podcast program. Send your gifts to Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116, or charge a one-time gift on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Now I want to go back to my guest, Vicar Chris Hill. He's been sharing with us, and the last thing he shared was why he became a pastor. And I think um, it's a pretty awesome story when you realize that your mom was pregnant, and uh, obviously your mom and dad did a great job of raising you because although sometimes children come to faith in Christ without moms involved, the best are when they're brought up in nurturing, loving families. And it's obvious, obvious that you were. But um, uh, that's just exciting. And um, I, I'm uh, praying for the very best for you and your wife. So tell us a little bit more about your wife. Um, she is, uh, uh, like I said, a nurse practitioner, uh, which she just started recently. So everything's still new, and uh, she's still learning the ropes right now. Um, before that, she was an, an ICU nurse, um, both when we were living in Georgia, and then we moved back here, and she worked at uh, MOBAP, MOBAP for a couple years. Um, so she's she's seen a lot, been through a lot. Uh, she likes to be um, in situations where she can really help people. Uh, so it's, it's, we're kind of coming at it from both sides. Uh, she's, she's good at helping people physically, mm-hmm. uh, get a little better. And I'm trying to pursue a, a ministry path where spiritually doing the same thing. So, um, but she's great. Uh, she's, um, a wonderful person, uh, very caring, uh, and and passionate about everything she does. Um, she was also very big in sports, um, oh. played college volleyball and that kind of thing. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for three and a half years, nice. um, but we met and started dating when we were in high school uh, back in 2011. So oh. we've we've known each other for a while a long now. Time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Um, so you want to become a pastor? Talk a little bit more about your plans for the future. Do you have any idea what you want to do when you're a pastor or some big plans that God might say yes to or not, but just thoughts a little bit about your future? Sure. Um, nothing nothing in particular, really. Um, I'm, I've learned now at this point to just let sit back and, and let God do what he's going to do because mm-hmm. I never thought I would be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really pushed it off. Uh, I neglected to mention earlier in high school, our campus pastor uh, kind of tried to plant that bug in my ear and I always, you know, laughed him off and, and pushed it away. So I didn't have any plans to be doing this. Um, and okay. so I'm just along for the ride. Um, <laughs> really great. the goal from here um, is just to become a, a pastor In a a congregation with a church. Um, uh, In the last six months here during my vicarage internship, um, I still enjoy teaching as I was doing Mm -hmm. in high schools and uh, preaching and everything like that. So I'm just learning to um, try to get better at those type of things. um, But I don't have any any big no big big aspirations beyond just um, doing the work of ministry with the church and and going that that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and um, my son-in-law uh, is now a Lutheran pastor in Minnesota. 
he was in ministry as a DCE for 25 years, he has that same connection that uh, he probably had several times where he wanted to become a pastor but never did. And now he loves it. He absolutely loves being a, a sole pastor at a small congregation in Minnesota. And that's a blessing. Even and he's a the- teaching uh he, he has a gift of teaching, which I never even realized. When he does a sermon, he's teaching and he's doing the sermon at the same time. So I, I say I just love pastors that teach as they give sermons, and I always enjoy David's as well. So blessings on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah. So um, now I mentioned the devotional booklet uh, that we're going to be giving away, Not Alone, and um just uh, maybe uh, a comment that you could share with uh, pregnant women that are listening right now. Um, sometimes some of them don't have someone to support them, and it's a pretty lonely walk. Not alone is a very um, uh, appropriate name for a devotional book, but just a thought that you might share with uh women that are listening that are pregnant, maybe they don't yet know what they're going to do. Sure. Um, And that's the thing, kind of how we mentioned earlier, um, you know, it might be an outlier to really be surrounded by family and community that that is in this with you and and, and supportive of this pregnancy now that you're you're pregnant. Um, But I think the big thing to remember is uh, if you don't have someone, there are people out there that are willing to surround you uh, and, and help provide for whatever you need, whether it's support or in other ways. Um, And beyond that, uh, obviously, we know, um, we hear over and over again in Scripture that um, we are never alone uh, because we have the almighty, all-powerful God uh, who promises to be with us. Um, And that's the thing that I think uh, we can all fall back on. No matter what the situation is, we can fall back on those promises uh, that he promises to be with us uh, through thick and thin. Uh, it might not always feel like it, uh, but he has promised to be there. Uh, and with that, uh, he, is, he has promised to be where his word is preached, um, where his sacraments are given. Uh, so I would say, you know, a great place to start if you're trying to find someone who, who's going to be willing to get in this situation with you is a church. Um, and, you know, you might say I have ulterior motives because I'm a vicar training to be a pastor, but uh, I, I think there's no no more truth than that. I mean, you, you have to get involved in somewhere where you have the community of believers all sharing the gospel with you, uh, and, and that would be a, a good place to turn. Um, I'm sure this devotional companion here is a, another resource that can be used with that that's going to point you to the same place that, that I'm trying to get you to right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not being alone is so important. And I, I know most of the women that I worked with when I was involved with the maternity home were not Christians or didn't understand any basics about God. But th- that was one of our goals through the ministry. And and I think sometimes if they just walk into the church, they won't find somebody. They need to reach out to the pastor or the DCE or, you know, if they have a women's ministry uh, uh, director to, to let them know that they would like to be connected. Sure. And that's the one thing that, um, you know, we remember as uh, the church 
is the church is full of sinful people. Um, So even if you may not get the warmest welcome right away, um, the church is still full of people who are there, um, who should be there to love and support you uh, and walk with you in that, that difficulty. Um, so I would say just as, uh, you know, people in the church have to be forgiving with each other, those visiting uh, might have to be a, a little patient, uh, maybe reach out to a specific person, mm-hmm. like you said, um, because there could be those those looks or, pe- you know, you think people are looking at you a certain way because you're coming into a church um, in a situation that is maybe not typical for a church. But uh, it, it's important to remember that where God's people are, that's where his forgiveness mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's important for us, too, as Christians, to share the love of Christ with all people. And sometimes we don't know that person is pregnant. They may just have found out, and and uh, we need to just shine his light. You, you do a great job of that, just shine his light. So tell me one thing you really love about being a vicar at uh, a Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Collinsville, one thing that you do that you love. I just like the people. Um, you know, I, I got into teaching years ago, years ago, like it was lifetimes ago. <laughs> I initially got into teaching because I wanted to, to work with and help people. Um, and, and that really is what ministry is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one of the, the highlights. There are many great things that, that they're doing over there that I've thoroughly enjoyed helping with. But just getting to know people, um, getting to see uh, what people in a congregation are willing to do for their church and for each other, all for the proclamation of the gospel. Uh, to get to see that in action is really neat. Um, one of the things about having a seminary program like ours that we get to learn so much, but then we get to go actually step into a ministry scene for a year, and that's a really eye-opening experience. Uh, it can be a very humbling experience yeah. as well. Um, but that's just been the biggest takeaway for me is just seeing uh, the joy of being in ministry with other people and for other people. So Holy Cross is a large church. Am I am I correct? Is it a fairly good-sized church? Yeah, it's fairly large. Um, I, I think they hover around, you know, 800 okay. members. Um, so there, there's a lot going on there, yeah. uh, a lot of exciting things happening. That is awesome. That is great. Well, I want to, again, reintroduce my guest, Vicar Chris Hill. And uh, he is a vicar at Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Collinsville, studying to be a Lutheran Church Missouri Senate pastor at Concordia Seminary here in, uh, I said St. Louis, Missouri. It's really Clayton, Missouri, where the campus is. And uh, married, and uh, uh, I guess the unique thing about Chris is that his mom became pregnant with him when she was young, and yet to the end that she married his dad when he was six years old they didn't your mom your grandma said they didn't she she didn't encourage them to get married because they didn't like each other too much (laughs) right then they were kind of you know just uh it was stressful it was Uh, a stressful time and uh, i i thought that was kind of cute when i talked to your grandma a couple times i i I hate to repeat things she said but it was (laughs) really very very interesting and so that's that's why it's a unique thing that here today uh god has used uh, that pregnancy to to birth a a new um, pastor eventually and uh, soon. So again, uh, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. We're glad you're listening, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.